This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let's go there. With Shira and Ryan. Oh my God. Entertainment. Music. Pop culture. LGBT plus news. Let's go there. Start now. Happy Thursday. Yes, this is Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Lots happening today. We're still reeling from this Britney Spears audio, let me Hi, tell Britney. you. We're all freaking out. An, I mean, it's an emotional roller coaster. I'm not freaking out. I think this is a very serious thing. It is really sad. It's heartbreaking. And uh, we got to do whatever we can. I've never wanted to rally behind a white woman so bad. But it's happening. <laughs> well, you know, yes, a lot of people, I was about to say something like, you wouldn't rally behind me, Ryan? No. No. Okay. Only here's the thing. The only reason when you think about it, let's think about this. Britney Spears has all the resources in the entire world. And yet and mm-hmm. imagine folks going through this who ha- don't have like a, like maybe like a fourth of what she has. Oh yeah. This and, is like sad. And she's a prisoner. Conservatorships are crazy, bro. We're going to talk more about what a conservatorship means. And I would rally behind you. Unless you said something racist, then I'm not rallying behind you. Note taken. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to find out why this has been so difficult. That's at 3.35 p.m. Pacific, 6.35 p.m. Eastern. We also have Chelsea Briggs from Billboard joining us in 15 minutes to talk about everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Joint Chiefs Chairman Millie reacted to the issue of critical race theory before the House Armed Services today. Here's what he had to say. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States anti-bellum laws prior to the Civil War that led to uh, a power differential with African-Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a Civil War and Emancipation Proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And I respect your service, and you and I are both Green Berets. But I want to know. And it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that. Thank you, General. That's powerful. Yeah. He said it. The whole statement was actually really powerful. We had to cut it just because it was really long. But, I mean, and you see in the background Republicans, um, specifically that one that is uh, doing all the child, the... the, Uh, Matt Gaetz. Yeah, Matt Gaetz. 
You, he all is you literally, tried to say is the child. I saw you. <laughs> that's true. That's all you have to say. But no, Matt Gates is literally shaking his head no at this guy. Like, Repu- y'all, I'm sorry. These, some Republicans are making a bad name for all Republicans who are not as crappy, are not as crappy as he is. They're drinking whatever Kool-Aid crack that they have over yes, there. Yes, Kool-Aid crack. <laughs> when, where did that come I from? <laughs> now, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced today that she will create a select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol after Republicans blocked the formation of an independent commission four weeks ago. The select committee will bring together various House Democratic investigations into the events surrounding the deadly insurrection to examine what led to pro-Donald Trump supporters breaching the Capitol and disrupting the certification of President Biden's November 2020 election win. And finally, there's at least one person who was killed and nearly 100 people who are still unaccounted for after a part of a high-rise condo collapsed this morning in Miami. It just horrible to see oh these my, pictures it's the scariest thing imagine sitting on your on I, your couch eating i don't know a pizza at, in the at midnight because you can't sleep and then next thing you know you're under yeah. a power rubble it's my nightmare. Residents seeking to flee the building screamed for help. Some were taken from the building by firefighters using ladders. Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett confirmed that at least one person had died and warned that the death toll was likely to rise. He said the building is literally pancaked. That is heartbreaking because it doesn't mean to me that we are going to be as successful as we wanted to be in finding people alive. Ugh. All right. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? You know, it was really wonderful to see everyone on the internet really rally behind our queen, um, Brittany, in a way that was just very special. Um, but let's talk to celebrities who actually spoke out. It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Uh, following Britney Spears pleading to, that her long-standing conservatorship come, uh, come to an end, the singer received support from... Mariah Carey, uh, Justin Timberlake hopped into the conversation, and other celebrities. Here's what Timberlake said, though. Uh, He said, uh, he tweeted this, After what we saw today, we should all be supporting Britney at this time, regardless of our past, good and bad, and no matter how long it was, what's happening to her is just not right. No woman should ever be restricted from making decisions about her own body. First of all, screw Justin Timberlake. In my opinion, there's no type of... um, I don't know. There's no type of anything that he could say that can make me like think that he's on the right side of history at this point. Yes, he's apologized. Um, but in my opinion, girl, where was all this energy at when she's been going through this and now you want to be a part of the conversation, jump in to be relevant? I don't know. It just seems like a clown looking for attention, in my opinion. But, oh. you know, <laughs> it's just me. Um, Mariah Carey, though, she shared support for the singer tweeting that we love you, Brittany. Rose McGowan, however, friend of the show, had a really intense video. Uh, Here is a little clip of what she had to say. This is a message for Britney Spears and any other human who is being controlled by greed and evil. Fight on, Britney. We're with you. We hear you. We have heard you. I know the cost of control. And you've been controlled since zero. Fight on. There is freedom on the other side. I pray this judge gives you your life back. And I'm brutally angry. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like, you know, she met well and she was really feeling passion for this moment. Um, But girl, 
save the Oscars for someone else because it just feels really performative. But, I, you know, Rose McGowan, after talking to her here on the show... She's very passionate. That's a, that's who she is. It's just like that's who she you is. You know me. You know it's like not like I do things or you do things. Like we yeah. just are. That's who we are. Even though you could it's react the, to it, it's just the breath and the. She knows how to do it. She knows how to make I'm her get her close up on angered. I don't know, but um. Anyway, I, it's really nice to see uh, celebrities show up and speak out for Britney. We got more coming up for Britney Spears. Free Britney. That's coming up. I got more to report next hour. Okay. Well, everything we need to know about Britney Spears' conservatorship case that's next with Billboard's Chelsea Briggs. Yes. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, we had to play some Britney Spears before getting into this. Mm-hmm. You know. We sure did. <laughs> Now, of course, Britney Spears broke her silence in a court hearing yesterday about her court-ordered conservatorship that has been in place for nearly 13 years. And the audio is just heartbreaking. Here's a bit. This is the only chance for me to talk to you for a while. I need your your help. So if you can just kind of let me know where your head is, I, I don't really honestly know what to say. But my requests are just to end the conservatorship without being evaluated. I, I want a petition, basically, to end the conservatorship. But I want to... I want it to be petitioned to end it, but I don't want to be evaluated and be sat in a room with people four hours a day like they did me before. And they made it even worse for me after that happened. So I just I, I, I'm honestly new at this and I'm doing research on all these things. I do know common sense and the method that things can end it for people. It has ended without them being evaluated. So I just want you to take that and consider it. Ah, it's like, it's really hard to hear. And then she went into some other stuff, which was... I mean, there were some damning details that honestly uh, teetered on the line of human, like human trafficking and and, and human rights violations. I mean, most definitely. Like there was something today on The View that uh, Meghan McCain, I would have never said I would agreed with Meghan McCain, but she actually spoke some real truths today on The View talking about this, saying the FBI needs to get involved and get Britney out of that space immediately because this is borderline like human trafficking, some human rights issues that need to be. Uh, really looked at seriously quickly. Well, Billboard's lead reporter, Chelsea Briggs, joins us right now, who has been reporting about this and following everything. Chelsea, thanks for being here. It's great to have you on. Let's go there. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. And I know how emotional it was for you to cover this. Um, You know, as a reporter and also just as a woman and a human, what's Mm. this all been like for you? Honestly, I mean, I listened to it live yesterday and I was in tears. I mean, hearing the fear in her voice, the anger, you know, she lost 13 years of her life and, and maybe more. We don't know still, but like just hearing her go, she's, she's traumatized, she's depressed and hearing her just vocalize that. It, it was tough. You know, it was it was heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah, she confirmed that all of those videos that we see online of her saying she's been okay were all lies. She's not she has not been happy. She has not been okay. What let's talk about the free Britney movement and how it led up to this moment here because this has been in the works well before this moment. Yeah, well I think that's the thing. Like her fans have always had an inkling that something was off, something was wrong. Um, we knew that there was a conservatorship, obviously, but like and but there was just something that didn't feel right for them. But the crazy thing was is that Britney's never spoken out about it, and that's what makes this yesterday so intense because she's actually coming out and saying, I'm fed up, this is wrong. But but what's led up to it is her fans just knowing. And I think for them, hearing her finally say that, it's like it's 
it's a lot, it's a lot to handle, but, um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, man. I, all I can say is that it was, it's just, it's been intense. <laughs> yeah. What else did we learn yesterday? And like, where does it go from here? So I think the, the most shocking thing is to really hear how intense that her management and family have been taking advantage of her for years, exploiting her situation for their own financial gain and hearing her speak about that and saying, you know, they forced her into going on tour. And she, she talked about it in detail about how they basically would threaten her and say, if you don't go to the, these rehearsals, we, you can't see your kids. You can't see your boyfriend. I think that that was a big thing. And, and just hearing her say like, I'm being overworked and I didn't want to do this. I needed a break. For me, one of the things I think that really hit hard was when she talked about how she's like, I just want to get married. I want to have children. And she talks about how she's had this IUD in that the conservatorship won't let her take out because they don't think she should have any more kids. And she's sitting here saying, I want to have a family. I think that 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 was as a woman, like Mm -hmm. having that taken away from you. It doesn't it, it doesn't sit well. It feels inhumane. Yeah, even in the clip that we played earlier, and all, so many clips that we've heard so far, it's honestly the most lucid that we've ever heard. And she actually spoke to that, saying that her her parents, the doctors, were putting her on lithium, lithium, right? Yeah, lithium. And yeah. It's just wild to to know. For me, it was just like, how do you do this to your child? Like, how do you think you know? Especially moving forward. You, do you think we'll get a reaction from family members? Do you think we'll hear from her sister, her mother, her, 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 you know, Where's her, her dad, her dad is in, well, okay. the New York times reported, uh, I talked about it yesterday that he's in a RV in the middle of Louisiana living in a parking lot. I don't know what's happening in the Spears family, but what do you it think? Was interesting. It was interesting. Cause at the end of her statement, the person, the, the lawyer that was representing her dad came up, came up and said, I have a statement from your dad. And all it said was, that he wants to say he misses you and he loves you and he's sorry you feel this way. It was short and sweet. Gross. Very, it felt like this is this doesn't feel like it adds up to what we just heard. But I think for me, I, no one really knew what her relationship was with her mom or her sister. You know, she's never really spoken out about it. And so to hear her say, she literally says, I want to sue my entire family. It, it goes, and that they knew this was going on and they didn't protect me. It makes me feel like 1000% she's not on good terms with her mom and her sister. And they've also been taking advantage of the situation. Will they speak out? I feel like they should. They have to, right? I don't yeah. know if they will. Um, I think I think it's going to depend on where this goes next. If she decides to, you know, open it to the jury and take it to court. And obviously she's going to petition to, um, to get the conservatorship removed. That's kind of what the, the court said to her. They're like, you have to make an official um, you have to basically officially apply for a petition, which she said she's going to do, and that's kind of in the works, but we don't know when that will be. We don't know how long that's going to take. You know, We know this court stuff takes a really long time, mm-hmm. so I think if that happens, obviously her, her family will probably have to take the stand. They'll have to speak out, but I think that that was really shocking. Like, I didn't think I knew that her relationship with her mom and her sister were non-existent. I mean, the fact yeah. that we were all rallying behind a reboot of Zoe One on One just makes me so upset. Oh my gosh, I they know, were getting I all the money. Or Zoe no, I'm not. Zoe One on One is her sister. sister's show, and like everyone was just rallying behind her so much, and like it's mm. just to know that if she was a part of damaging Britney Spears' life in this way, and not are just complicit or not saying anything or speaking out, girl, it's a child for me. What's crazy is her sister actually did speak out. I want to say this is like a couple of years ago 
in an interview, someone asked her, like, how's your sister doing? And she literally just said, she's like, yeah, she's doing great. She's fine. And kind of like brushed mm. over Complicity. it. But I think that yeah. that's kind of me back to sort of haunt her too. Cause it's like, well, clearly you knew she wasn't fine. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I can't imagine being Brittany and like not even having your family, like talk, you know, she's talking about her dad, like he's this monster. He knew all this was going on. And she said he, he, loved hearing me in pain you know i I just i can't imagine how alone she feels Mm -hmm. and i think that that was part of it yesterday is hearing her just in her voice it's like and like you said it ryan like we haven't heard her like this you know we see her on instagram and you know i've seen her you see her instagram posts and you're like oh i feel bad for her she's not the britney that i grew up idolizing you know like she has this like meek voice and she seems insecure but yesterday she came in and she was so assertive and she was so confident and it was like you just felt those years of pain and mm-hmm. and anger come up and i think that that's why it, it's rocked so many people because it's like it's just from her gut and she's speaking with her whole her whole heart and this is her future yep. you know and she's she's fed up and so it's yeah it's it's a lot. I keep saying that. but that's, Chelsea, uh, I, we, we have to wrap things up, but we so appreciate you for yeah. being here and for everything you're doing. We've been following you on social media and hope to have you back. Obsessed with you, yes. Chelsea. Everyone check out Chelsea <laughs> and follow yes. her because she's absolutely amazing and she slays uh, every celebrity interview you need to be watching. So I'm just saying bye. Oh, I love you guys. Tweet me. We can tweet more about this because I'm I'm feeling it. It's, it's, it's a lot today. Yeah. So. All right. That bye. was Bye. <laughs> that was Chelsea Briggs, Billboard's lead reporter. And coming up next, more details on the Florida condo that collapsed with The Washington Post. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. More than 100 people remain unaccounted for and one dead following the collapse of a condo near Miami Beach. And we've got Timothy Bella joining us right now, who's a staff reporter at The Washington Post. Thanks for being here. Hi. Hi. So this is just horrific to watch these, you know, the videos, the pictures coming out. What happened exactly? So how did this remain uncertain as of now? I've a building came down at around 1.30 k.m. this morning, and uh, it was the northeast corridor of 
of this uh, luxurious oceanfront building there near Miami Beach, and it's at least 99 people are still unaccounted for. If at least one person is dead, at least 10 people are still injured. But uh, there is a, a there is an ongoing probe now by a state of local officials to figure out what happened at this building. Uh, that this one researcher said has been sinking uh, since the uh, the nineteen nineties. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I because I immediately when I saw this, I was one hoping that people weren't in it because it was just like it, it felt like when you see the video, the surveillance video, it's like, well, what happened? What triggered it? Was it like some random earthquake? Like, what is actually going on? And so, are we starting to find out that it was because of like old? It was older buildings, and is this going to cause like lawsuits at this point? Like, what does that look like? Do we know? It very well could. Because uh, he's one uh, official who spoke to the Washington Post said that this building is actually just passed inspection one day prior. It just had a new roof actually put on it, and it was inspected this week, and it had passed inspection. And uh, for for years, uh, presidents have questioned. Uh, the, uh, the building safety and its upkeep since it was built on wetlands in the, uh, the 1980s. And you're right that it, that it really was a horrific scene this morning where uh, witnesses and authorities um, heard people yelling from its rubble or yelling from uh, uh, the other parts of this building to please come help them. And it was just a scene of sheer panic. And uh, it's going to stay with a lot of people for a long time in that area. Yeah, and it seems like according to the manager, the search and rescue efforts could take at least a week. Ten people are being treated for injuries. So um, this is just, um, you know, really a tragic thing to have to report on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, that was Timothy Bella, staff reporter at The Washington Post. Have a great rest of your day. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now, also, if you or your family, if you're connected to someone here, the emergency response official said that a family reunification center has been opened in Surfside. Coming up, activists are trying to cancel soccer star Megan Rapinoe. We'll tell you why next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So out soccer star and social activist Megan Rapinoe is facing backlash for a tweet that she wrote in 2011 that has resurfaced where it seems like she's mocking her teammate for being Asian. So she wrote this a decade ago to her teammate Natasha Kai. Um, She said, you look Asian with those closed eyes. The comment seems to have been made in response to a tweet from Kai that has been deleted. Uh, So it has caused many to call out her values and question them. She, of course, has been a proponent for equal pay in women's soccer and has been a vocal supporter of Black Lives Matter, trans rights and other progressive causes. So some are calling her racist now and a hypocrite and are actually asking Subway and Victoria's Secret, where she has these recent deals, to drop her. So now, uh, are are we going too far in that? Or what do you think about this latest news? Um... 
So, when what year did you say this was? It was in 2011. This is 10 years ago. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, that's a little... Uh, I don't know. It's a little complicated because I think Megan Rapinoe, you, in the work that she does, it doesn't, you know, it's not like she is that same person that she was. And I think... It, it's her team mate, and I think oftentimes, sometimes, in, in when you're at kitchen table talk with your fan, your friends, or your family, or like with people around that get the context, there's can be like inappropriate jokes that are said that are just it's just comedy in that way. But like because it was like a comment on social media, publicly, people don't, yeah, yeah, publicly, people don't know you, Megan, and so people are going to take it how they're going to take course. it. It looks really bad, especially now more than ever, but. Oh God! It's I don't know. It's that it's that it's that it's that double-edged sword of cancel culture. It's like, well, has she apologized? Has she spoken out? Well, about that's it? the thing. She's going to need to speak out about it. I don't think she has yet, but I think it's a, it's my a, thing. Is it depends. Yeah, it, it all really depends on how she responds to this moment. I think that's really what's going to be reflective of her one being like, yeah, I should not have said this. That was awful, but. Um, I have completely grown from this, yeah. and I apologize for it. That's exactly that's yeah, like that's it. But what if she, she doubled down, she then, has to say girl. she's done the work. I don't think she should be dropped from this for something, um, you know. So I, I think we need to take in context and give people an ability to respond um, and also prove themselves. Do the work and take action. Okay, let us know what you think at LGT Show on social media is where you can find us. But coming up, a Black Pride event got called out for charging a reparations fee. The Human Rights Commission has stepped in. We'll tell you what happened next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up on the show today, are you using astrology to replace therapy? Why you might not want to do that, that's in 15 minutes. And we're continuing to talk about Britney Spears' conservatorship and what it all means. We actually have an attorney joining us also in 30 minutes. Stick around, just hang out with us because we got the info, we've got the music here on Channel Q. Right now, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Surfside Florida Mayor Charles Burkett shared this with reporters on the overnight 12-story condo collapse. The problem is the building has literally pancaked. It has gone down, and I mean, there's there's just feet in between stories where there were 10 feet. Uh, that is, uh, is heartbreaking because it doesn't mean to me that we're going to be successful as successful as we would want to be to find people alive. Again, one person has been found dead. There's like 99 people unaccounted for, 10 injuries right now. I'm sure we'll find out more news as they continue to search the area. Now, Rudy Giuliani, the former personal lawyer for former President Donald Trump, was suspended from practicing law in New York State. The court found he made demonstrably false and misleading statements about the 2020 election. Giuliani's, quote, conduct immediately threatens the public interest and warrants interim suspension from the practice of law. It's a big deal considering how long he's been a lawyer uh, to get that revoked. Yikes. And suspended, actually. Now, organizers of a Pride event in Seattle have been getting blowback after complaining about another event's plans to charge admission to white attendees only. So the Taking Black Pride, a festival to be held Saturday in Seattle's Jimi Hendrix Park, announced that white attendees would be charged a reparations fee of $10 to $50, while the festival would be free to others. Now, Capitol Hill Pride, which is planning an event at Cal Anderson Park the same day, 
actually went as far as filing a complaint with the Seattle Human Rights Commission over the taking black pride policy, saying it constituted for racial discrimination. Taking black pride organizers termed Capitol Hill Pride's action racist and reactionary. So the Human Rights Commission stepped in and rejected the Capitol Hill Pride's complaint with a letter saying this. The unique nature of your situation does not, in fact, violate any of your human rights. We would like to urge you to examine the very real social dynamics and ramifications of this issue. Black, trans, and queer peoples are among the most marginalized and persecuted peoples within the LGBTQIA2 plus community. So, yeah, that went down some pride drama in Seattle. But luckily, uh, Black Pride is moving on, doing it their way the way that it should continue. And that was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Yes, so it's really interesting. Selena Gomez is reflecting on her past, and honey, she thinks she's cursed. Um, It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Um, Okay, so Selena Gomez feels like her love life has had a hex put on it. She said, I think most of my experiences in relationship has been uh, cursed. Uh, She says, I've been way too young to be exposed to certain things when I was in a relationship. She said, I felt so less than in past relationships and never really felt equal. Hmm. Now, in the past, she's dated Nick Jonas, DJ Zed, The Weeknd, and most famously, of course, Justin Bieber in the past. Um, So it's really interesting that she's feeling this way. She did not reveal, because this was all uh, happening in Vogue, Australia. She has a new cover with them. And she did not reveal in that interview whether she's currently single or in a relationship. But I I just thought it was interesting. Did you ever, when you were dating before, obviously, relationship, have you ever thought that you were cursed? Like, if it just wasn't working out? Um, I think that if you have consistent situations where just things aren't working out uh, and you feel like there's a lack of control and like you don't know where to go with it, you might kind of blame it on a curse. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel that. I honestly... You're like, what's wrong yeah. with me? Or something's like, this is beyond even me. Well, this is out of... It's, something must be going on. Well, you Because you, you start to think being like, well, I'm a catch. Like, yeah. why? Why is this just not working out? Like... What's happening here? And so, yeah, I can see why she thinks like she was like kind of cursed. Like I, I feel that it's 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 difficult, right? That's a that could be a bad like or a bad or dark place to be in when you really feel like to that. If you're talking about a curse, you really feel like there's possibly no one out there for you, right? Like you're putting out that energy. So my hope is she's working on herself and realize she's worthy and just like you know she still has time to find the right person. Right. Right? Exactly, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's your tea report. I got more coming up next hour. Before we get out of here, though, I want you all to text FRIDGE, F-R-I-D-G-E, to 20357 to donate to the Los Angeles LGBT Pride Pantry because during Pride Month, Rouse and Food for Less are partnering with Channel Q and the LA um, LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBT youth and seniors in need. So text FRIDGE to 20357. Get it done. Now, coming up, the queer community is leaning on astrology more than ever before, but why that is an issue next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. While astrology can be fun and resonates with a lot of people, resulting in $2.2 billion spent on mystical services. $2.2 billion spent on all of that. It can also be an issue. 
not always having the answers. And here to share more is Ida Mandalay, a licensed clinical social worker. Thanks for being here. No worries. Lovely to be with y'all. So talk about the need for astrology and specifically queer astrology and how it could be problematic. Gosh, there are so many reasons why people gravitate towards astrology. I'll sort of give you a little bit of a laundry list um, and then we can get into sort of the problematic aspects of it. So people in general, we're meaning making creatures, humans are storytellers and we're really curious. And so anything that allows us to tell stories about ourselves, that allows us to describe ourselves is really appealing to a lot of the human population. There's also an urge in a lot of humans to understand and organize ourselves and our world and sort of giving people little boxes to fit into can be a way of both organizing our thoughts and our peoples, but also trying to find like-minded individuals. So there's, there's pieces here about finding community. There's pieces here about, you know, finding yourself, being able to talk about yourself and find your people. Um, and for a lot of people, you know, especially if we're comparing it to things like therapy, if there are avenues like some sort of, you know, some forms of organized religion or therapy, avenues that have been not helping you or you haven't found a place for a lot of people astrology promises a lot of healing or a lot of answers to big questions about life and so those are just a few of the reasons a lot of people gravitate to it um but it can turn problematic sort of pretty quickly you know just mentioned the the many many dollars that are behind this industry and and not everyone is in it you know for the right reasons yeah here's the thing that i i i really noticed when you said, you know, a lot of people go to astrology because oftentimes they've been in therapy sessions where the therapist has not been very queer focused or has said something to diminish their gender dysphoria or just diminish their identity. And so talk a little bit about that in the sense of people are really kind of running towards astrology because it's the only place they can go to feel safe where it seems like going to a therapist sometimes can be a hit or miss. Absolutely. There's a long history of therapy and psychiatry being absolutely terrible to queer and trans people. Honestly, the reason I became a therapist is because me and my friends and the people I was working with were having such a hard time finding competent therapists that would not bat an eye at our identities or that would actually be, you know, dare I say competent. And so there's a lot of trauma and there's a lot of reasons why a lot of folks just don't either don't want to go to therapy or don't believe in it or are scared of it. So there's a lot of good reasons. And because there's not necessarily that same amount of stigma or that same type of stigma around astrology for a lot of folks, and it is seen by some people as this kind of niche thing or this thing that's kind of special or interesting that can sort of create this perfect storm of these people didn't help me. Maybe this is going to be the answer instead. Yeah. And I feel like the other side to that is if you have still not dug into taking accountability, it's easy to lean on astrology for the answers. Absolutely. And again, you know, one of the things I said in that interview is that for some people, one of the problems arises when instead of using astrology as a way to be curious and expansive, as a way to be, you know, descriptive, not prescriptive, people start to actually stay really, really tightly in those boxes and not question them. So I have, like I said in that article, I have a lot of compassion for people who really deeply love and care about astrology. Like I use it with my clients, frankly, all the time. Um, and I see a lot of, a lot of value to it. But when we start again, making it into these tiny boxes that are you know, grossly monetized by people who don't necessarily care about queer communities, especially then we get, to, we get to the problems like, Oh, this is, you know, 
this is just my Capricorn nature. No, it's not your Capricorn nature. It might be, you know, an abandonment issue that you have never worked on. And that's why you're, you know, X, Y, Z or not doing something. Um, And when we box it into, oh, this is just my nature or this is (laughs) just my my star chart we right. actually erase a lot of the complexity about it well here's the thing where do people go if astrology they astrology they realize okay i am sick of the capitalistic exploitation that's kind of happening towards my community but i still need a place where i can still feel where i'm like heard or i have some type of guidance where are we supposed to go well i'm a big fan of going to many places and not just one so I'm not, I'm never going to tell someone you need to leave astrology behind. Never look at this again. I would actually just say diversify your portfolio of who you're listening to, yeah. right? So if you're listening to just one astrologer, what does it look like and what happens when you actually broaden out your search? When you either search out specifically queer folks or, you know, of people of other identities than the ones that are usually marketed. The other piece of advice that I would give is look at other ways of connecting, right? If you're interested in the stars, what are other ways that you can connect with stars and what they're doing? So for some people, that means paying attention to the lunar calendar. And there's already a lot of cultures and religions that pay attention to the lunar calendar. So for some people, this is like a neat uh, connection to their pre-existing culture. And so, okay, maybe what you're looking at is the lunar calendar, seeing what the cycles of nature are, what, how does that match with your own cycles of life? There's a lot that nature can teach us about adaptability and change and all these different things. So That would be my biggest piece of advice. Diversify the voices that you're listening to. Stay really curious and look at other ways of connecting with the things that drew you to this in the first place. So if it was the star part of it, if it was the way that this connected you to community, cool. Lean into that part of it because there's a lot of other ways that you can achieve any of those goals. Definitely. Well, that was Ida Ida Mandalay, licensed clinical social worker. Thank you so much for being here today. No problem. It was a pleasure. Now, the Britney Spears case is throwing a spotlight on conservatorships, but what does it all mean? Well, we have an attorney who specializes in this joining us for that next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We've, of course, been talking all about Britney Spears' case, the conservatorship, and just we're all blown away at how this could be continuing after 13 years. Like, letter free, free Britney Spears, and here to share more about a conservatorship. Why this is so complex is attorney Paula Canny. Thanks for being here. 
Oh, thank you so much. So, yes, this is crazy. It's just unbelievable because actually in California, it's really hard to get somebody placed under a conservatorship if they object. Most of the Britney Spears papers are under seal. I mean, they're they're secret. So, I mean, what I discern from all this is that in 2008, she agreed to a temporary conservatorship and then agreed to a permanent conservatorship. So what she needs to do is file a petition to move to terminate the conservatorship, because if nobody formally asked to terminate the conservatorship, the the conservatorship isn't going to get terminated. But she has an absolute right to petition the court to terminate the conservatorship. Yeah, I mean, I I think my thing is about this specific conservatorship situation, it feels so complicated, um, but most conservatorships are complex. How does one even get get into a conservatorship? Like, what has to happen? That's that's a great question. So in the state of California, there are basically a couple different kinds of uh, conservatorships. This kind of conservatorship is a probate conservatorship. There are two kinds of probate conservatorships. One is a conservatorship of the person, and one is of the estate. So person means your day-to-day living, food, clothing, shelter. The estate means money. So the driving force behind Britney Spears' conservatorship was money, control of her $60 million estate, but somehow... She also got conserved of her person because I'm sure you've read, you know, they have her, they make her wear an IUD so she can't get pregnant, which don't even get me started. I don't even think a conservator has the power to order somebody to do that, but clearly they've made that order here. So you file a bunch of papers with the court. If you agree to the conservatorship, it's a streamlined process. Every year, the court is supposed to receive accountings and updates regarding uh, the person. A proposed conservatee has an absolute right to an attorney. The court is supposed to appoint an attorney. I've actually represented people who, you know, friends and relatives are like, oh, I want to conserve you. And the person's like, I don't want to get conserved. So they've hired me and I've represented them. And you have a right to a jury trial. And I've tried these cases, and I've never had anybody I've represented ever get conserved. On the other hand, at the same time, all you have to do, I mean, up in, I'm up in San Francisco. There's so many seriously mentally ill people on the street that even if I were to try to get them conserved, if they object to being a, a conservatee, the odds are the court isn't going to impose a conservatorship. That's what's so crazy about this. I mean, I hope, Brittany, if you're listening, just file a petition to terminate the conservatorship or ask the court for a, you know, a, a lawyer who will make, uh, who will do what you want and terminate the conservatorship. Yeah, so where's her support here? I mean, is she, does it seem like she's doing this all alone? I don't get it. I don't get how someone of her stature with this being so public seems like to be navigating this on her own. Well, I mean, it is super, if you think about it, I mean, we're also sort of, I don't know, almost tone deaf in a way to how badly treated she was. I mean, she here she is, she's, you know, performing in front of millions of people, and then at the same time, she's 
stalked by, you know, paparazzi. I mean, in, in, unknowingly or knowingly, in a lot of ways, the press is super misogynistic. I mean, how the press treated Britney Spears also look at like uh, Naomi, I can't think of her last name, the fabulous woman tennis player who's oh, just relentlessly yeah. so- haunted by the press. And so, I mean, I think that so- weighs heavy on a person's soul and conscious. So I think in, in some ways, you know, uh, Brittany is is sort of worn down by this. But at the same time, she needs a good lawyer to help her get out from under this. Right. So. I, but, I, I, you know, I think, one, I, we're, obviously we understand the, the intenseness of the situation, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. Brittany. But I think my main concerns are that conservatorships are happening to folks who don't have the same resources as Brittany. And I, it feels like there's so many lo- loopholes where people can really take advantage of, like, and greed could really happen in these spaces. So for well, anyone, well, like, how do, how do regular people navigate conservatorships? Like, what does well, that really I mean, like. that is a that is a super great question. So as I'm saying, uh, it's tough. It is really tough because the courts have what are called probate conservatorship investigators, and they're supposed to investigate the circumstances of the person's life. But people with lots of resources can impose conservatorships uh Kind of, it, it shouldn't happen this way, but you're absolutely right on there that in each instance where I've represented proposed conservatives, they've been vulnerable people who had a bunch of money, though, who had greedy relatives who wanted access to their money. Well, and so, yeah. you know, I just was like, that's not happening. And uh, it's weird because when you do these cases, the court generally imposes a temporary conservatorship on the person during the pendency of the thing. So you don't get paid, yeah. you know, because it's temporary. I had to win to ultimately, you know, get my money and stuff. So, Paula, like, uh, Paula, we yeah. need to we need to wrap. But this is so interesting. Okay. We hope to have you back to talk more about this as this situation continues. Okay. That was... Well, a, free Britney. That's yes. That's what I say. Yeah. Free Britney. Yeah. That, uh, that was okay. attorney Paula Canny. Have a great night. We'll uh, bring you back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. See you. Okay, bye. Coming up, what a model outside her window is warning others about and how you could avoid what happened to her. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So a viral and terrifying set of TikTok videos is detailing a pretty crazy account of a stalker situation lurking outside of a model's window, and she is giving a warning to others and tips on how to deal with this. So, you know, I'm always fascinated by folks that capture all these things on camera, and then it's not like a one-off incident, they continue it. Because if a stalker is stalking you, wouldn't they see your TikTok videos of you, like, following them? Which I guess that could be a good thing, but also, uh, yeah, this person obviously continued, maybe wasn't, because he continued to do this. So basically, uh, this model, Juste, and very long last name, I'm not going to, I'm going to probably butcher, um, shared the horrors of being stalked in this multi-part series. Oh my God, he's like literally Yeah, so in the initial video, her mom actually spotted this guy saying that, Oh, this guy's stalking you on their ring camera. Then they called the police to their home 
that morning, showed the video, and they were like, yeah, they didn't do anything about it. So they decided to take matters into their own hands. Meanwhile, they do live in a gated community that makes this even more sketchy. Um, And it seems like this guy had been stalking her for an extended period. So they put this whole ring system in and they realized by following this person coming back and forth on ring, like he knew her schedule. He knew when she was coming home, knew everything. And he even was looking at a certain point for the camera, but couldn't locate it. And so he's like just calmly walking towards the house, the window, peering in. Like this is his everyday routine. I'm literally watching it right now, and it's just so weird. Like, why? What? You know, I don't want to. Well, I am going to judge because this guy's a creep. Why even do this? Like, what gets? Why do you think you deserve the autonomy of someone else's body that much that you think you like? It's it's what you deserve. Like, you deserve to go and creep on her at her home. Well, obviously, this person isn't really in the right headspace, you would think, to do this. Not that that's not an excuse, but like, you know, uh, I'm assuming I I would would not feel comfortable. I I wouldn't be there. Well, thankfully, on June 23rd, she posted an update video saying that he's no longer doing this. And she recommended taking precautions, not depending strictly on police as they don't stop or prevent crime, she said, because the police arrive once the crime has already happened. She said, um, and she said this in an interview to Board Panda, just know you're not alone. There are precautions you can take to make yourself safer. Carry some sort of self-defense weapon or take self-defense classes as well as having cameras monitoring the outside of your home. I mean, so have you ever experienced anything like this? A stalker? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think, no, I've never had a stalker. I, well, I, I mean, would you know? Night. Some people do. <laughs> like when I yeah. hear some people do, I feel horrible. I I can't Why? imagine being like you be situation. taking all people feelings. Sorry, I've Why empathy. you feel horrible? I just feel I imagine. Oh, that feels bad. Okay. Sherry, <laughs> <laughs> so coming feel up. Pain. <laughs> Give it to me. No. I was just like... Coming up, why a pronoun policy debate led to chaos at a Virginia school board meeting. That's next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up, uh, we're continuing to cover NFL's Carl Nassib, who came out as gay and why it's so important. That's in 15 minutes. Plus, we've got some tea from Jamila Jamil, you know, the actress uh, who was on Demi Lovato's podcast. That's in a moment with Ryan. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Chaos erupted last uh, Tuesday night, actually, after school board chair Brenda Sheridan closed the public comment. And this happened in Virginia, part of the meeting following numerous disruptions. I mean, someone was arrested. It was crazy. A video posted on Twitter showed large crowd shouting, shame on you, as they held up signs that read, we the parents stand up and education, not indoctrination. Why, you might ask? Well, there was a proposed policy which would require teachers to address students by their preferred pronouns. I mean, that makes sense but didn't make sense to a lot of them. And it's been a contentious issue in the Northern Virginia School District. Last month, Leesburg Elementary School gym teacher Byron Cross was placed on administrative leave days after he criticized the policy during a May 25th board meeting. He was later reinstated after a Virginia judge ordered the school to give him his job back. Virginia is up in arms about them pronouns. Of course. Yep. That was somewhat trending this hour. Uh, we've got more in the next hour, including those updates on the subway tuna. 
controversy. <laughs> Stick around for that. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Yeah, we got your uh, little sneak peek into 4D with Demi Lovato this week's episode where Demi connects with actor, advocate, host, and friend of Let's Go There, founder of Also I Weigh, Jamila Jamil in a candid conversation about progress over perfection, especially when it comes to advocacy and how we treat others. This episode most definitely contains content relating to eating disorders, addiction, and mental health, and um, which may can you know be triggering for some. Here is a little sneak peek into what you could be listening to if you decide to listen. What does your ideal bathroom look like? No mirrors, mm-hmm. no scales. What is that? What does it look like to you? I eat, and food goes all down my hair. So I need some <laughs> sort of mirror. <laughs> It's like I'm like, very it's crazy. It's like, like I don't know if I'm actually swallowing anything I'm eating because it's just like this massive <laughs> shit down me <laughs> every time I eat. So I need some sort of mirror just to check myself before. Honey, I wreck I'm gonna myself. get you a hair tie. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I I want a small mirror. I want nice chill lighting that isn't going to make me examine my face. I don't really look in that mirror too much and it's just not got too many products that remind me of what I need to fix in it. It's a very chill, simple, lots of fluffy rugs and there's a snack in my bedside drawer nearby. So if you want to check out that full episode, head over to Odyssey app right now. Type in 4D with Demi Lovato and you'll be able to check it out because guess what? Let's go. There's also there as well. So you can just check out all the cool content that's coming out of there and that is your tea report. Until next hour, I got more. Bye. Okay, coming up, we're looking at why it's such a big deal that the NFL's Carl Nassib came out as gay. And joining us is uh, the night chair in sports journalism from Penn State. We got some experts on board to look at what the future holds around the LGBTQ community, also in sports. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Las Vegas Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib announced that he's uh, gay on Instagram. This is a big deal as he's the first active NFL player to come out. And uh, here's a moment from that. I want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And now joining us right now is John Affleck, the night chair in sports journalism and society at Penn State. Thanks for being here for the story. Thanks for having me. So why is this such a big deal right now? And also, we want to reference that there have been others to come out, even though a lot of stories aren't referencing those players. Well, uh, not in not in the NFL so much um, as far as active players go. But but there have been many athletes. In fact, you know, athletes come out all the time uh, at lower lower levels of, of sport in all different kinds of sports. And so uh, Carl isn't unique in, in coming out, but he is unique in that he's the first NFL player who's still playing to come out. And why that's a big deal is that the league's been around for 100 years, and it's, it's never happened before. And 
the thing about football is that it's sort of the most hyper masculine culture. I mean, we got exploding robots, you know, leading into to Fox games and it's, you know, very, very sort of macho and in conflict with the gay stereotypes that, that people perpetuate. So um, to have Carl come out and then to have the reception be so accepting from the president to Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL uh, to teammates to the to the team he plays for the Raiders to former teammates he, he played at Penn State and I mean my students were posting stuff about you know we are the, the Penn State slogan um, you know with you know way to go so proud of you that sort of thing uh, it, it feels like a real cultural change moment mm. yeah um, so <laughs> what about I think a lot of people are having the conversation about Michael Sam and sure. I think it's confusing because we don't really understand if he was a part of being the first and why he got kind of such a a crappy end of the, the deal here because it, he did not get that same response. And I think that's a very nuanced conversation that we're seeing here. So could you please break that down? Like, was Michael Sam playing at the time he came out? Was he an active player? What What does that look like here? Yeah, so here's the Michael Sam story. Um, and, you know, it's not... It's not a it's not a great story for the NFL. Um, Michael Sam was uh, the defensive player of the year in the SEC, you know, which is a huge star and a great player. And he came out to his team, Missouri, in 2013, and then he came out publicly before the NFL draft in 2014. And he was projected as a fourth rounder. Who knows whether there was word out that, that he was, he was gay already. Um, but immediately his stock dropped, his, his draft stock dropped to the sixth round. And then ultimately he wasn't picked until the very last round, the seventh. And he, he got picked up by the Rams and then he later got a shot at the Cowboys, but neither team signed him for the actual season when they started playing regular regular football. He wound up at the, in the Canadian football league, um, uh, for a brief time and then, and then left football. Um, so he had a, he had a really rough ride and, um, and I, I think a lot has to try to explain it is difficult without seeming to defend people who might not, who, who need to defend themselves. But it was a slightly different moment. It was 2014. Gay marriage was not yet uh, legalized by the by the Supreme Court. Country was in a slightly different place on this issue, um, and certainly, obviously, football was. Um, the NFL maybe culturally has changed a little bit with the players uh, sort of forcing its hand to support uh, Black Lives Matter last year. And so, you know, it may be a, a, a little bit of a different moment now. Well, uh, that is for sure. Thank you so much for being here for this. Uh, that was John Affleck, the night chair in sports journalism and society at Penn State. Have a great rest of your night. Thanks so much. Coming up, we'll be back with more of Let's Go There right after this. Don't go anywhere. Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. 
We are so proud to work with T-Mobile and Metro by T-Mobile to bring organizations like Lyric to our Channel Q family. And here I am speaking with them about their mission and how they are really impacting LGBTQ folks everywhere. Okay, so I am being joined by Jody Schwartz, Chief Executive Officer at Lyric. Thank you so much to, for being here. Thank you for inviting me. This is wonderful. So tell us a little bit about what the mission of a Lyric is. Of course. Uh, Lyric's mission is to build community and inspire positive social change through education enhancement, career training, health promotion, and leadership development with LGBTQQ youth, their families, and allies of all races, classes, genders, and abilities. Wow. I mean, it, that, which is beautiful just to, to know that you're, this organization exists. Talk about some of the resources that you provide. Sure. Well, we've been around for 33 years. We're one of the oldest LGBT youth centers in the country, probably the world. And really what we're about is our young people. So we provide whatever resources our community of LGBTQQ youth need to thrive. Most of the young people we work with are low income, majority are youth of color, and almost half identify as transgender nonconforming. So our youth experience many barriers to accessing the basic services and supports they need and deserve. Yeah. And I, I, it's always so interesting, especially as we are coming out of the pandemic. And I always wonder how organizations, um, especially queer organizations, had to pivot to kind of make what they do work still. Our staff are amazing, and they pivoted really successfully, and we just listened to what young people needed. And so a lot of our services were virtual, um, and recently we've begun to bring in-person services back into the Lyric facility. We're in the Castro in San Francisco, and uh, we serve young people from all over the Bay Area. But core to our work is really leadership development you know, creating that space and the opportunity for our youth to find their voice, discover their passion. That's really central to our work at Lyric. And because our, you know, I mentioned before, our young people are low income, youth of color, half our TGNC, you know, the basics are hard. So if, if they don't have a housing, a job, access to health care, access to educational career opportunities, stepping into one's leadership can be challenging. So Really, we work to remove those barriers to a successful life and connect youth to opportunities for them to be leaders in their own lives and in community. I mean, that's so powerful. And I know you're changing so many lives. Can you speak specifically about the services that you all provide? Like, what does that actually look like? Absolutely. So we, we probably work with about four to 500 youth a year kind of really in, in deep work um, through intensive continuum of services. And we do everything from, you know, we're an access point for housing in San Francisco. So we have a lot of our young people are homeless or marginally housed, so we connect them to housing. We also hire over 100 youth a year into our continuum of paid leadership internships. Um, And, you know, oftentimes most important for many of our young people is we create a community of peers and adults who really celebrate them for who they are and who they want to be. So they get to meet people who are just like them and they don't feel so disconnected and marginalized. So they, you know, are able to come to Lyric and have fun, you know, be young people, be, you know, laugh, have experience, joy. 
Joy, I feel like, is is such an important piece of celebrating pride, right? I think we often see a lot, especially now, happening in the news where so much is going on and, and really kind of impacting the LGBTQ plus community. But it's so important to highlight joy. And I also wonder, you know, collaboration is a huge part of uh, working and in, in creating a community as well. Is there any other local LGBTQ plus organizations that Lyric loves to work with on a, on a daily basis or sometimes? There's not a lot of organizations that are just LGBTQ youth, but we work with a lot with other youth organizations. Yes, please. Um, I that like are them. you know very open to uh, uh, supporting uh, LGBT young people, and we work with LGBT organizations who embrace youth as part of the continuum of services. Um, but you know we're really um, growing as an organization. One of our current big initiatives for Lyric is our Flourish with Lyric campaign. And we're renovating and expanding the facility that we own to provide 44% more programmatic space at our site. We're really excited by the support that we've gotten from community already. And we hope that others will join to make this critical campaign a success. I hope so too. And I would love to know more about your partnership with T-Mobile. So uh, we're super uh, uh, appreciative that, you know, we can partner with folks like T-Mobile who just get the word out, who stand with us, right? A lot of our work at Lyric is about allyship, right? It's standing with those folks who are most marginalized in our community and saying, we, you know, we care for you. You're part of our community and we want to celebrate you. We are so proud to work with T-Mobile and Metro by T-Mobile to bring organizations like Lyric to our Channel Q family. T-Mobile and Metro by T-Mobile are committed to empowering changemakers in the community because, honey, we are unstoppable together. T-Mobile and Metro by T-Mobile believe that pride powers our future. And for more information, go to T-Mobile.com slash pride. And of course, to learn more about Lyric, go to Lyric.org. Thank you so much, Jody, for joining us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. We'll be right back with more Let's Go There. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. A video reveals the total cost of four months in a USA hospital with COVID-19. This number, this total is just, it will make you want to throw up or do something. Okay. Are you ready? Please. So this guy scans down this itemized list that includes, I mean, these are some of the prices of the things that add up to the final thing, but $550,000 for respiratory therapy, $325,000 for an ICU stay, more than $404,000 for intermediate ICU, more than $300,000 in lab fees. Are you getting tired yet? Well, the total cost for all this (laughs) COVID-19 hospital stay. (laughs) 2.8 2.8 million dollars. How is that even possible? Like, how is someone even gonna like pay for that? Producer Vanessa, you had something to say about this. Get on the mic because she. she... If that yeah. was ever me, if I was ever in that situation, literally, I would be like, "Can you please just give my rest? Just kill me right now because one, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to pay for this. Two, I know my home." I already have so much debt that what's the point? At this point, just kill me because I'm not going to pay for this. You guys are going to make me homeless. And I feel very, very bad for all the people that didn't have health insurance yep. and are going through this. Ugh, so, wow. But Vanessa has the, uh, the, the dark side over here in this uh, on this radio show. She always gives us the <laughs> like hard reality here. But this is true. This could make someone 
want to be like, what's the point of it all? Because I, how are you going to even keep up with this? It's not a way to live. And then it, what bothers me even more are folks that then put themselves in a situation to possibly get COVID or don't get their vaccine and think it's okay because they have insurance. They have all the privileges that they can get taken care of if this happens. So, of course, they're not scared of it. I mean, $3 million is still a lot of money for even the rich folks. I'm saying, yes, I know. Like, let's be honest. Like, that's a lot of money. And I don't know what hospital, you know, I got a Q-tip one time stuck in my ear. And I think that was for them to remove just a little fluffy part about it. It was like, that was like over like a $1,200 fee just for them to stick it in for a second and pull it out. And yeah. I'm like, it's highway robbery. It's honestly highway robbery because half that stuff, if you just gave me the tool, I would have just done it myself. Just tell me where I go. DIY. To, can I go to Home Depot and get some flyers? <laughs> like, what do I need to do? Because that's honestly all it was. And so I, it's, it's just really tragic to, to know that that is our healthcare system, uh, to know that that is what our country is going to continue to be because it's not like it's going to change anytime soon, especially when Republicans are fighting every everything and when it comes to... Um, what is Obamacare and things like that. So it's just like, I don't know, this country's so weird. It, it's really weird, and especially for it to be looked at as like the the pinnacle. Like we're, um, United States of America is like the, the, the country on the hill or the castle on the hill. And oftentimes it continues to prove that it's like a mirage. It's well, fake. yeah, you keep you walk up and it's like a haunted house. Yeah, and like the the floors are creaking. You're gonna fall through. Yeah, <laughs> right. One person wrote, "America is truly a third world country in a Gucci belt." Oh, a Gucci Yikes. belt! Yikes! <laughs> they choose between having the greatest economy and having a good health system. As we see, they chose the economy. Another said, "Proud to be Canadian." Well, uh, uh, and hopefully this person starts a GoFundMe. Someone said, I will share and donate. Let us know what you think of this craziness at LGT Show is where you can find us on social media. We love to hear from you. But coming up next, we've got our What's Trending This Hour, why this transgender runner was not able to run in the Olympic trials. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.